Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest running hiking podcast, downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. In today's episode, episode 232, we learn all about Australian-based clothing company, Oddi Merino. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice, so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the support us page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. Oddie Merino is a relatively new Australian-based outdoor clothing company that, as the name suggests, specialises in merino garments which have been designed by hikers and for hikers. In today's episode, we catch up with Paul, one of the founders of Oddie Merino, to find out more about this relatively new Australian adventure company. Paul, thank you for taking your time to chat with Australian hiker about Oddie Merino. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. Now, before we discuss Oddie Merino, can you please give us a brief introduction to yourself uh, in relation to your general background and what your involvement in the hiking and outdoor industry is? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I've been hiking since I was a wee hacker. So what, that would be, you know, 20, 25 years now. So I've always loved being out there in the Aussie bush. Sort of stuff, I, I, I was a real hobbyist fisherman to begin with in my teens, in fact, and that would take me out to places like the Onkaparinga Gorge in South Australia and what have you. And from there, I, I sort of abandoned the fishing and got more into to just exploring the bush. So this was, yeah, going back 20, 25 years ago. Later on, um, this was going back maybe seven or eight years ago, I was working for Snowy's Outdoors, which is a... Uh, obviously camping and hiking gear retailer in South Australia. So I was working there in their marketing department. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I have, um, have maintained that connection to the industry and the community ever since through, through my involvement with the, uh, the hiking in Australia and New Zealand um, Facebook group as well. Uh, and, you, and do you actually get much time to do your own hiking or are you too, too busy caught up with everything else and keeping Oddie going? Yeah, well, hey, you've got to get out there and test the gear, right? So it's a it's a it's a requirement. It comes with the territory, but uh, no, no, I try to get out as much as possible. So, um, so just recently, I've spent some time in Spain and have uh, have done a few hikes around um, around Catalonia, which has been really really interesting and exciting and, and different. But uh, yeah, back in Oz, you know, it's uh, something I try to do most weekends. A lot of day hikes and that sort of thing around the, the sort of local trails, but you know, with a few few bigger bucket list items each year. And uh, really excited to get back over to New Zealand, hopefully soon. Now that the borders are open and all of that, I must admit, Spain Spain's one of the things on my list, or I should say specifically Spain and France. I, I do want to do the Camino, and I was actually hoping mm-hmm. to do it over the last couple of years, but uh, like everybody else, the plans have been disrupted. So I think it'll be another two years away before I I get onto that. Oh, you must, you must. The the hiking scene over here is really really quite buoyant. There's a lot of similarities with Australia, but there's a lot of differences as well. It's really quite unique, so and unique especially down where I I've been spending some time recently along the coast in Catalonia, and you know heading up. In, <clears throat> so we're recording this in what September 2022, heading up to uh, to the Pyrenees this weekend. In fact, to do um, to do a nice 
chunky day hike up there. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, certainly a place you must uh, keep on the list, Tim, um, and visit when you can. And I was just mentioning to you before we started recording the interview, I'm guessing you're probably not getting as much rain as we're getting here at the moment. No, no. So it, it's the seasons have changed. So the summer has been very, very warm, very humid, making it really difficult to get out, you know, for a, for a hike in the afternoon sort of thing. So, you know, typical weekenders, you know, sleep in a little bit and sort of maybe head out and sort of use the later part of the day, considering the days are quite long. But um, But the heat has been really sort of inhibitive around that but yeah you know change of seasons it's much cooler and there's a bit more rain now but certainly not to the levels that you're getting over there and and uh yeah you know it's, it's becoming much more pleasant at the moment now that we're in early autumn over here so uh but hey i'm looking forward to the uh to the 2022 um bushwalking season over in australia when i'm yeah. back in a few weeks yeah. <laughs> so now let's get on to Oddie marino uh, Oddie marino has been around for just around two years, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's still a relatively new company as far as uh, outdoor companies go. And while many hikers may know the brand, I'm sure there's probably a number that, that may not may not be aware of it at all. How did the concept come about? And, and why start another Australian clothing company? I mean, don't we have enough? Yeah. So how did it come about? You hear a lot about this in the, in the entrepreneur slash business circles. It's like it's about scratching your own itch which is an interesting pun for, for Marino as well. Um, those that know Marino will know that it's not itchy. So it was a classic scratch-your-own-itch situation. So I'd been what, hiking for 20, 25 years, wearing Marino probably for, for around a decade. And in that time, I'd been through a lot of T-shirts, a lot of undies, a lot of thermals. And when it came to the hum- humble T-shirt, I, I just couldn't find one that I was completely comfortable in that I wanted to wear every day. And I do want to wear Marino every day because of all of the benefits. So... You know, what, what do I mean by that anyways? I mean, a T-shirt that's, you know, a little bit more relaxed, that has a little bit more lens and that's durable and, and obviously uh, high quality and preferably Australian made. So, you know, giving a bit more background here. Um, so I run a, a, a group on Facebook called Hiking in Australia and New Zealand, for those that don't know. So I turned to the community over there and we were at about 25 or 30,000 members back then and asked a heap of questions. So said, you know, went out to the community and asked, you know, if I sort of created something in this sort of space, is that something you're interested in? And, and, you know, what would you be looking for in the perfect Merino T-shirt? And, you know, got a lot of feedback and incorporated that into into the concept that I was designing. And, you know, um, eventually it got feet and we went out there and started developing the product and sampling it and, you know, sharing the iterations with the group and, and getting more feedback and, and, uh, and yeah, you know, finally in June 2020 got to the point where we could, um, we could launch it. So, which was, you know, I, I, this isn't how a lot of businesses start out, um, going out there and actually getting that direct feedback from the customers in this way, um, crowdsourcing demand, they call it. But I knew to, to create a product that was, was genuinely servicing a need. That's the way I needed to go about it. And another part of this as well was, you know, my background is in marketing and e-commerce. And of course, I've had experience in the hiking and outdoor industry as well. So I wanted to sort of, I guess, put some of those skills and experience to good use, you know, um, to, to create a brand and to create a product that people people genuinely wanted. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think you probably, you, you picked a good time to try and start a new company, right? And I suppose you don't know, don't always know this, do you? Oh, there's a pandemic coming. Let's start a new company. Mm. Well, that's that's right. You know, we were, we were due to launch, you know, early 2020, but we sort of put it on ice for a bit because we didn't know what um, 
what was happening in the world, really. So, um, but then once we got a few months of a of pandemic under our belt, we we could sort of see how things were travelling, and we we saw we saw that it was going to be an okay time to to launch this. Making it in Australia, uh, that that was certainly um, you know a blessing <laughs> with everything that's gone on. I must admit, I uh, uh, my shopping habits changed very much, particularly during that first lockdown. We uh, we shifted from bricks and mortar stores to buying online, and we we probably ended up spending more online than we we did in total because we couldn't go anywhere. So let's let's spend some money on things we we want or things we like. Yeah, that's it. And hey, it's all it's all in the spirit of kitting up for when you could get out there. Hey, so you're just doing prep work, right? <laughs> Yeah, I I think we we probably spent. We, I think we supported one of our local wineries through that uh, that period. So like everybody else, it was like, what can we buy? And uh, and they delivered as well. So that means we didn't have to go anywhere. Oh, the, I can relate to that for sure. <laughs> okay, now why merino? What's so special about merino, and why Australian merino? So why merino? Um, well, it's uh, it's odor resistant, so you, you sweat. Uh, you get those sort of cakey armpits. Um, it doesn't stink, so you can wear the thing for for days on end. Especially important if you're wanting to keep your weight down. So you know, if you're out there doing a track like the Overland track, you could wear practically the same t-shirt um, for the entire trip, and you're not going to smell rotten by the end of it. Moisture wicking, so you know that's obviously important for us hikers to dry out as quickly as we can, because the last thing you want to be doing after that slog up up uh, to that summit is to be standing there in cotton, drenched in sweat as the breeze starts to pick up. You'd be feeling pretty pretty lousy and pretty cold. And of course, you know, there can be safety aspects to this as well. You know, the fact that it dries quickly, you know, reduces uh, risk of hypothermia in, in more sort of more serious situations. Another thing about Merino is it has this uncanny knack, and I, I probably should spend more time understanding the science of it, but it has an uncanny knack of, um, of keeping you warm when you want to be warm and keeping you cool when you when you want to be cool so we get people you know commenting and speaking to us all the time going oh you know i, I love merino and it's you know I, I have a set of thermals for winter and what have you but of course merino is really good in the heat as well and we've got customers up in far north queensland you know in, in the humid tropics that are uh, that are wearing long sleeve merino as a means of keeping the sun off and uh, and they're loving the stuff because you know it doesn't necessarily heat up um, if it's uh, sort of a, a lighter weight fabric. But when you need it to be warm, you know it's it's wicking that moisture that would normally um, obviously um, chill you, uh, cool you down, and it's and it's keeping you warm in those conditions as well. So you know for us it's odor resistance, it's the moisture wicking, it's the um, temperature regulation, and. You know, 100% merino as well is is you know completely biodegradable. So you know, some other brands out there have actually uh, have done these tests where they've composted their merino fabric and it's sort of broken down rather quickly. And all that was left behind was the uh, was the thread that was stitching the garment together. So you know, it's a it's a renewable fiber as well. So you know, there's just so many so many benefits to it. Sounds a bit silly, but you know, it is a bit of a wonder fabric, I think. You know, it's not just for hiking either. Uh, I wear merino, as you can imagine, being the owner of a merino wool company. I wear merino every day of the week, and you know, I just couldn't go back to wearing cotton or synthetic or anything like that because they just don't possess the same the same benefits that merino does. I must admit, I um, I wear merino quite a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here at the moment you know, with this interview. I've got a, a merino top on, and which I've been wearing all day, and a fair fair number of my tops are merino. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a convert. 
uh, and have been for many years. I, I agree. It just, uh, you know, you get wet, you tend to, you, you don't freeze to death. It, you, it's, as long as you haven't got a, th- a, th- a winter thermal weight garment, you, 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 it works well in summertime and it does protect you from the sun. So I think it's definitely a, a great product. I was just going to uh, uh, remark on the um, on the UV aspects of it as well. You know, that's another another added benefit of, of Merino. So, you know, as a, a sun protection, you know, we've got a lot of customers who are, who are buying our long sleeve lightweight tees now because they're they're rather sun smart or, or conscious of the sun's a UV protectant. Um, yeah, Merino is definitely a good choice. So, is the is the long term plan to stay? purely 100% merino or do you think you'll incorporate other fabrics at some stage down the track? Um, we've already started incorporating uh, some blends into our mix. So so the first product we brought out was just our flagship product, if you will, was a short sleeve 100% merino tee. And the follow-on from that, and this was off the back of customer feedback as well, we had a lot of people reaching out to us and saying, hey, you know, why don't you do a long sleeve? So it made a lot of sense to do the long sleeve next. Um, that's that's a lightweight 100% merino as well. But then we moved into underwear, and underwear is what took us into blended fabric. We we get some messages and, and emails from customers saying, oh, you know, why don't you do a 100% merino boxer short as well or thermals? But there's plenty of downsides to doing that, and there's plenty of upsides to, to using a blend, especially when it comes to durability and stretch and and, um, and comfort and, and things like this. So yeah, we started using blends. So we use a, a, a few different ones. So for our undies, they're a, they're a tensile, nylon, elastane, merino blend. And for our thermals, we use a, um, we use a merino elastane. So we've done a lot of testing with different fabrics. And ultimately, what you see in our range now is what we've settled on as being you know, the best of all worlds. Would we move into strictly other fabrics so they don't have any merino content at all? It's not our aim, um, considering our name is Oddie Merino. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, what I'm looking at more interested in probably doing is seeing how we can actually take merino to products that haven't traditionally been made from merino wool. So what I'd really like to do is is come up with a pair of running shorts that are made of made of merino or, mer- or a merino brand, a blend, because I've managed to find some overseas that, that, are really ripe for improvement. But yeah, I'd love to add something like that to our range as well. And, you know, explore other parts of the category that we haven't yet and see how we can merino fire them, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is, you know, you, you, rather than saying, well, we're going to make uh, more T-shirts and more socks, something like running shorts, as you say, if they're, they're being done overseas, there's obviously a reason for that. And seeing how they, they go in Australia, I think it's, it's worthwhile, you know, as you say, diversifying a bit and seeing what you can come up with. That's it, and and really, I'm a bit selfisher as well, Tim. Like I'm I'm wanting to to slowly build out a full merino outfit for myself, so <laughs> so I can genuinely say all I wear is merino now. So and hey, who knows? That could take us into shirts and all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, the, you know, if you get a fine enough on a merino, and the the machines can pretty much do anything with most fabrics these days. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how they go. So what are the key products you sell and what makes them different than things from Australia or from overseas for that matter? Yeah, sure, sure. Our, our T-shirt, our, our flagship short sleeve T-shirt, you look at it and you think, okay, that's just another Merino T-shirt. But we made a few design decisions with it and this was off the back of the feedback that we received and, and the itch that I, of course, had in those early days. And that was just you, um, down to the design, right? So, um, so we found that most Merino short sleeve T-shirts in the market they tend to be a little athletic in their cut. 
so they they tend to, to come in on the sides a little bit because they usually are designed to be base layer so they're, they're designed to be worn close to the skin for, for moisture wicking reasons and things like this um, and to trap the heat or, or whatnot you know that's not for everyone so you know um, you know we all have different bodies and, and the like and we all feel comfortable in different things and, and we soon discovered you know from having those conversations in the group that that people were after something that was a little a little more relaxed and a little more comfortable in that sense with a bit more length so so that's a big I think selling point of our, our t- long sleeve and short sleeve tees and our thermals for that matter is that they are a bit longer than your average um, tee for its size. The, pur- the purpose of that is one to stop the tee from or the garment from riding up when you're wearing a pack. So these are hiking um, clothes largely. So, you know, people who are wearing them are wearing a backpack. And of course, if you're wearing a regular size or a regular, regular length t-shirt, you get that annoying exposed back you know when you're wearing a pack you know the shoulders kind of shift down a little bit the top the back starts to lift up and you end up showing showing your lower back and you know when you're wearing a jacket or a jumper as well you know it can often be and and a pack on top of that you know you end up coming untucked and it all becomes rather annoying and silly and i know this is a might seem like a trivial feature but um but you know it was one that we got a lot of feedback on when yeah, it comes to our I was, was going to say, I'll just, I'll just interrupt you there. I, I agree wholeheartedly yeah. with you. Uh, I know there are some brands <laughs> on the market that yeah, it's almost like, oh, we can save we can save 2% on the cost by shortening the length and having that extra bit of length makes a big difference. So it's, it's, a, it's a good feature. It's, it's less fabric indeed. So, uh, so there would certainly be a cost saving in it. Um, and, you know, when, you, when you're a bit taller as well, so let's say you, you wear a medium t-shirt for the for your width and and what have you but if your torso is a bit longer well that's it you sort of you know you you have to go up a size to get that length so we've got a lot of customers who are on the taller side who really really enjoy our product that said we've got a lot of customers who like the the width of our product but they're on the shorter side so what they might do is just go to their local clothing alterations company they feel that um the the tee is a bit too long and they'll just have it taken up like you would a pair of jeans or a pair of pants and that really makes for a custom t-shirt right um taking it to your alterations place and having them having them alter it and you know a lot of people wouldn't even think to do that with a t-shirt i've always done that with you know dress shirts and things like that i've had them sort of taken in and taken up up and what have you so they fit really nicely um but with our women's tees in particular we got a lot of feedback there and it was around things like color you know, a lot of there's a there's a saying in the outdoor um, apparel industry of uh, well, actually the outdoor um, gear industry of uh, shrinking it and pinking it. Where you know the woman's version of a product is is a product that's been downsized and it's um, been made pink. You know, so it's been uh, put into a feminine color or whatnot. Yeah. And the women that we spoke to said, no, we don't want that. We just want neutral colors, um, the same colors that are that are going to be available in the men's range. And that's what we've held to ever since. So we don't have, you know, pinks and purples for women and then the neutral colours for guys, like uh, like with a lot of outdoor gear. We've just kept the same colour colour mix across both men's and women's. You know, a lot of a lot of women's t-shirts on the market have got a either scoop necks or v-necks. A lot of women don't like that, so so we've kept the crew neck across our range as well because that's what people wanted. So and that's what we wanted when we started out. So. Yeah, we've made a, taken a lot of feedback on board um, and the group has been phenomenal for that. You know, they've genuinely been a part of creating this product and, and, um, and helping us build this business. 
Was that a deliberate choice in in, in approaching the um, uh, the the Facebook group? I mean, uh, yeah, it's certainly if you've got a built in marketing resource there. Was that something you consciously thought of, or was it just uh, you, when you you thought about the company and then thought, hey, this is not a bad way to to get some feedback? Yeah, yeah. Well, we certainly didn't create the group for that purpose. So the group it came about, I think, in like 2015. So it had been running for many many years before this was even a a brain fart. But yeah, you know. Indeed, we we saw the, the the group as a as potentially as a marketing resource, but didn't want to just go out there and obviously spam up the joint once we had this product. Um, and you know, my experience in marketing and, and in e-commerce and building brands in particular, um, you know, has really given me a bias for for you know getting customer data and feedback and, and insights, um, and you know, using that process, I guess, as a part of the of the um, of the awareness of the product. So by the time you know we got around to launching Audi Merino, you know we had a, a big email list of people who were eager to get their hands on this product, and and you know launched it in the group and had a really really good reaction to that launch because people ha- were invested in a way, right? This was a product that they helped create yeah. and that really really addressed some of their own pain points. And I guess it goes back to the whole question of like, oh, you know, why another another Merino T-shirt in the market? And it's like, well, because the ones that are out there clearly don't hit all of the marks. So, you know, we were very conscious um, about, uh, about you know, incorporating those things that people wanted. And, you know, not everything has has, um, has been incorporated into the product. So we get a lot of people saying, hey, you know, why not a V-neck? And a V-neck is something we'll look at down the track. But for now, we wanted to stick to that thing that, that people wanted the most that was, was, you know, really not on the market as, you know, wasn't readily available on the market already. So, um, so yeah, we, we, you know, this has given us the ability to, to talk to a group of people and, and to create a product that they wanted, as well as, you know, I, I guess, show an authenticity for the brand as well. You know, we're, we're hikers, we're genuinely hikers, we're general, genuinely merino wearers, so we're, we're walking the talk, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good, that's good. So is there any key question that I've missed so far? Yeah, well, it's, it's the timing of this call, funnily enough, is... Um, is the last day of uh, ECA week, so Ethical Clothing Australia. So we're ethically Ethical Clothing Australia accredited, um, and what that is is a program that ensures that um, you know our supply chain is 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 well managed. Um, that our uh, people who make our product are getting getting paid correctly. You know they're given good working conditions and so on. You know there is this. This is probably a bit dark to be talking about, but hey, why not? It's you know the timing is phenomenal. Just because a product is made in Australia doesn't mean it's you know number one doesn't mean it's necessarily top quality. Um, our product certainly is, and our reviews back that up. But doesn't necessarily mean that you know the people that are making the product are, are necessarily given the best working conditions. So we made a conscious effort of of joining ECA or Ethical Clothing Australia when we started the brand. So we've been accredited since I think late 2020, so soon after we started. And that's something uh, you know the, the values that that um, that sort of encompasses are, are really important to our to our brand, really important to us as people, and really important to our customers. And there's a few other you know I'll I'll, I'll give them a mention, but wilderness wear, of course, and I know you wear a lot of wilderness wear as well, Tim. You know that's another Australian merino brand that are ECA accredited as well. So you know when it comes to buying. Marina clothing or any clothing for that matter, um, you know, keep an eye out for this program because it, um, you know, it means a lot of good. It means that the people that are making your clothes are, uh, are given good working conditions. Um, there's no slavery or anything like that, and they're and they're paid correctly. 
No, that's good. It's it's. I think this is the biggest thing. When we did the um, the industry interviews a few months ago, uh, and it's been been a trend that I've noticed over the last couple of years. There's only so many. You can only do so much in design. You can only do so much in color, and it's what else can you do to improve the product? And I think a lot of it mm. is improve the the conditions of the of people that are making these things to improve the environmental friendliness. And I think that's the the way as a generalization that the industry is shifting. It's you know using recycled products, looking after the the supply chain in a much better way, and without necessarily increasing the prices too much. I think. Uh, um, outdoor gear, clothing or not, really hasn't changed that much in pricing. It's sort of, uh, um, you know, it's we, we're getting a better deal out of it, and we 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 are looking after the environment, looking after the the workers. So it's a good thing to do. That, you're right. You're right. You know, there's no huge imposition on us to be part of this program, and, and likewise for Wilderness Wear, right? You know, um, and it gives us peace of mind, and um, and it really it, it provide it gives transparency to our supply chain. So you know. We we have a, a better understanding because we don't have a, a factory ourselves, so we use a what, what's referred to as a contract manufacturer um, down in Melbourne. Um, but it gives us that transparency, this auditing program, to know that the the pieces that sort of form it um, are, are sort of all in order. And uh, yeah, you know that that was really important to us from from the get go, and and you know it turns out it's really important to our customers as well. All right, that's good. So we've been talking with Paul from Oddi Marino. Paul, thank you for taking your time to chat with us. Thanks so much, Tim. So that was our interview with Paul from Otti Marino. Uh, and as, as I said through at the start of the interview, why do we need another Australian clothing company? And I think it's it's one of those sort of things that – in talking to Paul, in being aware of the product for the last couple of years, they tend to be unique. They're not. They didn't come into the market and say, "What's everyone else doing? Let's just copy it and, and make more of the same, and maybe change the pricing and change the color." They came into the market after doing fairly extensive research uh, online to see what people wanted and producing products that people were interested in, and they are offering, uh, you know. T-shirt to T-shirt, uh, uh, a long sleeve tops, a long sleeve top, but they've done it in a way that you know that matches the colours that people want, that matches the styles that people want, and and as a result, they've they've grown over the last couple of years, moving from just their original offering of a T-shirt for men and for women, to now offering a much broader range that is progressively and slowly increasing. Yeah, it's an interesting one, and, and it sounds. Um you know, pretty obvious when you say it's about user-centred design and uh, putting the consumer in the middle and and responding to what they need. But, you know, when I was um, listening and then uh, also looking online at uh, the information that they have about their products and uh, I was looking at the women's tops and the big difference is things like women don't necessarily want to wear pastel T-shirts um, with you know scoop necks and you know funny patterns on them, and uh, you know sometimes it's really hard to find something else. So you know um, it's a it's a pretty simple uh, design guide, but ask your consumers what they want and and do that. So 
And in the case of uh, of Oddie, when Paul did ask that question, the response he pretty much got overwhelmingly was, "We don't, as Jill said, we don't want the pastel colours. We just want the same choices we get from the males." Uh, but uh, typically, and with a lot of other clothing companies, you'll find that they'll make the small uh, sizes of whatever the product happens to be in female-centric colours. <laughs> whatever uh, that is, I don't know. <laughs> whatever that is. And, and typically, you know, it is the saying of shrink it and pink it, uh, doing pink, doing purple. I must admit, I'm a large male and I'd love to get a purple T-shirt that would fit me, but <laughs> it's not something that, that they make. And again, it's probably not – I'm probably a, a rarity here. I think most people like – the traditional colours, the blacks, the dark greens, the new colour which they've got out uh, just recently is granite, which is a grey sort of colour. So they're 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 not colours that are going to upset anybody. And in a lot of cases, that's the safe way to go. You know, if you make bright colours or strange colours, you're going to very much limit your market. Uh, and while you might keep some people happy, you may not keep the bulk of the people happy. Yeah, but there's also a, a wearability aspect to this in terms of colours. You know, I mean, when we go on a, a week-long hike, we pretty much wear the same thing. If if you've got a light-coloured top, uh, you know, that's going to look pretty grubby by the time you get to day six. So, you know, there's a practicality aspect and a wearability aspect. And um, ju- just on that, um, I have to put my two cents worth in about uh, care of these garments. You know, I've said before that if something doesn't survive our dryer, then it's not going to survive this house. And, you know, these uh, T-shirts, they they wash up really well. They definitely... I'm sure it's not recommended to put them in the dryer, um, but I do. They, they they maintain their shape, uh, their good length. The uh, the hems don't come all wrinkled up, which I hate. So you know they're good products, and uh, you know I I, I think uh, they've got a great future. The other thing that uh, Paul mentioned, and again, I'm finding this re- an, an interesting theme. Uh, including with the interviews we did with uh, other industry suppliers earlier in the year. Uh, And this has been an ongoing theme of ethical production. And in this case here, they're using Australian wool. They're uh, using ethical production, which means that the the workers on the the production line are being paid a fair and reasonable wage. Uh, It's not being produced in some sweatshop in in, uh, uh, in a a small uh, country in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's it's or a big country. We won't we're, we're talking yeah, about. <laughs> or, or a big country in the middle of nowhere. Um, so yeah, it, it's good to see. I think it's quite funny. I think in some respects, I mean, you know, t-shirts are t-shirt, and while you might change the neck or you change the colour or you change the stitching, uh, there's only so much you can actually do with it. So you know, in in Otty's case, they've made them a bit longer, which is not a bad thing from my perspective. I always find the t-shirts, in a lot of cases, tend to be a bit on the short side particularly after you've put them through the dryer. <laughs> um, but uh, it also you know, means that you, you are supporting a, an environmentally friendly and a worker-friendly uh, product, uh, which is a good way to go. Yeah, I mean, just on the, the uh, length of the, the garments, um, they, they are a generous fit, I'll say, I'll say that. For someone like me who's on the smaller side, that basically means you go down a size and, you know, you kind of work out that from the size charts and so on. But for Tim, absolutely, um, it, it drives me nuts when his, you know, T-shirts don't 
meet the top of his pants. <laughs> and I think it's, it's interesting. Now, Paul did mention that you know, he, he said when he started off, a lot of the, the product on the market was what was made with what's classed as an athletic fit, which means it's it's a bit more form-hugging. Uh, so they've gone a bit uh, bit more generous in the uh, the material. Uh, I still do like that athletic cut. So whereas I might be an extra large in a lot of other companies' products, with these ones here, I'm more likely to go for the large just because I do like that snugger fit. And that's purely a personal thing. But in doing so, I don't lose the length. You know, it's if I go for a, a, an athletic fit in a lot of other uh, products, I find that, they, again, as Jill said, they're just a bit too short. Uh, so it gives you the ability to like your pants. Yeah, <laughs> it it gives you the ability to to you know, go for a, either a generous, uh, roomy sort of fit or go for an athletic fit, and it still meets uh, the length requirements of the, of the body that you've got. So I think it's they've done well there. Okay, so we hope you've enjoyed this interview, and if you haven't been aware of Otti Moreno in the past, it has been around for two years, uh, but that's still relatively new as far as a company is concerned. And they've certainly increased their product range quite a lot, actually. They've, as I said, they've moved from just the uh, the single offering of a male and female T-shirt to having quite a reasonable product range, and I'm sure that will continue to grow. Uh, and Paul did mention that, the, you know, he, one thing he was looking at was making a pair of woolen running shorts. So that'll be an interesting thing to, to see when that, if and when that does come out. Okay, that's all for this week's episode. We hope you've enjoyed. Bye for now. And bye from me.